welcome to the first episode of the Side Talks podcast. And yeah, I'm so excited to be seated on this chair. And I have a very interesting guest today on my pod. And she's a lawyer, she's an independent woman, and she's a woman of enchanting physiognomy. She's nobody other than Tenga Jochebet, aka Jojo. So, Jojo has everything with you. Fine, thank you for having me. You're welcome. So, yeah, how is law practice? Law practice is, it can be fun, it is tough, it is, um, it is just everything a lawyer would ask for because if you know what you want out of it, you know what you want to get out of it, if you know like the destiny, like the vision for yourself in the practice, you actually make it. So the practice is actually, uh, it's actually not easy, not to scare you, but it is. Finding your balance, like finding your stands, finding that area you want to specialize in can be a bit challenging because usually when you're out of law school, you just have so many things thrown at yeah, you. And right. then like in your law firm, there could be arbitration, there could be criminal matter, it could be civil, it could be matrimonial courses, could yeah. be election petition. So most of the things you'll be doing out of law school are like you're seeing them for the first time in reality yeah, or you're meeting them for the first time. So for you to like really find your balance, like you know, you have a lot and okay, this is fun, this should be yeah, like that's so true. it's actually tasking and then by the end of it all you actually find what that you want mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so like I've been seeing your waves like so far and sometimes if I, when I'm seeing all your doings, I'm like, ah, how are we able to transition from law school like immediately and you're already like you're big wow <laughs> well <Hello. laughs> i don't know but the thing is so uh, you have to you know they always tell you that law is not like even yeah. as a student they tell you there are so many lawyers in fact they tell you go to cac which is true if you go to the cac in abuja the headquarters yeah. you see so many lawyers around there most times you do just registration, yeah, registration yeah. some at the police station Church and Bill and all those things. Yes, so the thing is, I've always wanted to be where the big name is, where the big practice is, where everything happens. And if you're in a big law firm, sometimes if you don't learn the practice, you learn organization. Mm -hmm. If you don't learn that, you learn just that it's like it's a balanced place for you. So, talking about big law firms, you are. A partner at JK Gazana. Well, no, I'm not a partner. I okay. was. I was a junior associate. A junior associate? Yes, I was. Still? Okay, no, yeah. I am no longer there. Okay, you left there? Yes, because I served with them and then I extended my stay and then time elapsed. Okay. So I'm no longer with them. So, like, how were you able to? Because it's already made known to both law students and like, people that in practice and all that, that it's very difficult for a, a lawyer that's just out of law school yes. to go into those big things. It has to take a lot or grace, as most people say, mm-hmm. or you have to like have like those big grades, you have to come out with first class and all. So like, how do you yeah. get to a big law firm when you're just coming out of law school? Well, 
See, to be very honest with you, there's a way Nigeria works. Nigeria has a system. And if you do things the Nigerian way, like you make it the Nigerian way, that's just it. I don't want to go into details, but networking is very important. Yeah. Networking is okay. Have you ever seen CBN advert before? The advertising for ES4, maybe employment or maybe... No. You've never seen job no. adverts? So it's mostly like that in other places. Most of these big places, you know, I can tell you that they employ people every day, every week or every month in most of these big organizations. But you never see adverts because we are Nigerians. So it's so, like an undercover thing. Yes, and like I said, networking. Networking. That's mostly what you need. You've you really done a lot. And I remember I was seeing pictures, was it last year, where you went for the, the annual African arbitrators? Okay, yeah, I've seen some in Accra. Yes, 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 yeah, so yes. like, those things, I was just like wondering how you just, you finished off the month with one. And you're already in Ghana, wow. Okay, um, actually, um, what actually, uh, what prompted me to do that was, I'm a master's student, so I'm doing okay. a master's in Bayes University. Mm. And arbitration is one of my courses. So when I saw it online, I was supposed to, I was supposed to register for International Bar Association Conference, the one that held in Miami, yeah. but you know visa issues and everything, so I couldn't do that. So I was just checking to see if there are other upcoming conferences I can attend, and then I saw that African Arbitrators Association, yeah. and then it was to be in Accra, so I just registered and then I attended. And it, it was a lovely experience, apart from Obviously, traveling. From pictures. Mm. Like, see. It was oppressive. <laughs> the thing is. Choking. <laughs> no, it was everything. See, you meet the who's. Like, you know all the big boys. That's yeah. where they are. You, you meet people. In fact, there are people I met there that they are Nigerians, but I didn't meet them in Nigeria. Because in Ghana, they met them. Wow. And then because you are in that conference or you are in attendance, it is assumed that you are doing well and yeah, then big. everybody, yes, that's the yeah. everything. So like everybody we just hang out like professionals yeah. with them and then it is easy to assess anyone, you speak to anyone, you hang out with them, you exchange cards. Like I have to get an emergency business card. Wow. Because it has gotten to that level. Yeah. So it was just that it was an experience and this year's one will be in South Africa, wow. in Cape Town. Yeah, I'm going to well, <laughs> wow, <laughs> okay, okay, we're anticipating pictures yes. and operation as usual. Yeah, but it's, it's actually cool, it's just yeah. in order of priority. And in this law practice, if you must have a niche for yourself, you have to do something that your mates are not doing. Exactly. You have to do something different, and you have to put down something to get something. I'm talking Watch. about finance. If you can raise some money and just keep it aside okay this week i'm not buying this like just just set some money aside yeah. so that when such things come up you can apply and then for most of these international conferences you discover that um there's usually a category SANs uh, yeah. under 30 so if you change the category you always see the one that is affordable for your level yeah, sure. yeah so that's that's just a trick about it and then there are some that you register early there's usually like a cut more yeah. like partly sponsored. Okay. So maybe what you'll be left is maybe your hotel bills and then you know you can choose any hotel you can afford them. So does it mean that even as a student, mm -hmm. 
or other than spreading word, and also like take such opportunities. Why not? Why not? Even wow. this arbitration, you can attend wow. because there's a category for non-lawyers. There's a category for under 30, and as long as you have something to do with law, you can attend. Most some of the people there were not lawyers. Okay. Some are just businessmen. Now, you know, as far as arbitration is concerned, everybody can be an arbitrator. Yes, yeah, yeah, sure. And it's not every lawyer that is an arbitrator. Right. So anybody can be, anybody can attend. Just register. So, that means you are majorly into arbitration. You are not... No, you know, it's in places in like UK, US, that they do specialty. Okay. But we here in Nigeria, like, as you're starting, though, personally, I just like doing everything I can lay my hands on. Yeah. Let me see how effective, or let me see if I can cope with it. Let me just know the nature of it. So I do everything. If litigation comes, we do it. If it's corporate, we do it. If it's arbitration, we do whatever comes. I do it. So I am not in a list to pick an area of specialty. Because if you're just upcoming, like, it will limit you. As you mean, you just meet someone and they're, okay, um, I have a case. Someone steal my money, or maybe someone is owing me money, or maybe I'm tired of my marriage. A lot has going on, like a lot has been going on. I really want to wait. I want a divorce, and you be like, oh, sorry, I don't do much marital process. Like I feel it's too early. Okay. Why so, okay, I personally have been carving a niche for myself, yes. and I'm making it even more known publicly that I'm a prospective entertainment lawyer. Yes. So, like, do you feel is not ideal like for me starting now it is very okay okay do you know what you see entertainment law it law all these uh, tech law tech all law, these Samsung, new tech yeah. areas everything it is very okay and it is good if you want to be an entertainment lawyer because if you must succeed if you must make it if you must make clients with all the big names and even the upcoming artists you have to be in the business sure you have to know it like sometimes I see some of these lawyers who are actresses or artists and everything. If they decide to go back to practice, like <laughs> clients, like they will even be the ones to run yeah, away from them. So it's a very smart move. Okay. You're making it known that this is what you want to be enjoying. Like it's actually smart because if you're not in the business, nobody knows you. You can't even assess them. And as you're coming up, I'm sure that you have other guys too that are coming up. Yeah. As you find it, as you mean, you all blue at the same mm, time. Yeah. <laughs> Then you already have clients that showed you don't have to go yeah, looking for true. them. That's Same, true. Can I be your lawyer? No, they even they know you. That's true because so smart. I've I've started plugging up with some of my friends and all that. So yeah, talking about courts. Yes. What is your memorable court experience so far? I think I think I have to. One was when um, it was my first time at the Federal High Court. So I was trying to take instructions. The my senior colleague that sent me, he was sending me instructions on phone. So while I was trying to read on WhatsApp, okay. and then our matter was called, and I didn't hear. And I was the claimant. I was supposed to announce my appearance first before the defendant. But it's like there was nobody. So he had to like announce his own appearance and later it's like I heard the name of the matter. I was like, yes, I <laughs> And you just check, and you know these judges, they can just check your year of call. 
Yeah. It's a way they just ignore. They, they, they see it as, oh, you're inexperienced, so it's no problem. Yeah. So, you know, say, oh, okay, so what are you here for today? And I told you, we just wanted a date because obviously the matter you can't go yeah. on. It was amazing. So it's like, okay. And the other man was just looking at me that he was not trying to object that the matter should go on because of, and we know obviously it can't go based on rules of procedure and everything. So it was like, you know that thing, when I finally stood, there was this look in the court like, okay, I so she it. was here, why was she oh, not? She, yeah. <laughs> it was quite embarrassing, was but I know most of the big lawyers will even tell you that they experienced it. Yeah, yes. yes, the second was when I went for a divorce matter and then <laughs> the judge said, so I'm smiling because I want to scatter people's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh <laughs> No, no, my lord, it's, wow. it's not a nonsense. Yeah, it was quite fun, but honestly, it's courtroom. You really want to practice. Yeah. Whenever you're in court, you get in touch with your life. It's more like wow. this is something I've loved. Like you just feel fulfilled. Whether the matter goes on, whether it is adjourned, yeah. whether you lose, whatever happens, for being in that courtroom, for seeing something, something yeah. for being seen, for standing for your case, like. It's really something, and that is a satisfaction. You go feeling like. So that is if I don't appear in court, I'm not getting satisfaction. No, 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 you mean come on? No, 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 no. Like I said earlier, it depends on what you want. Also, it's just like having craving for pizza. If you eat pizza, you feel oh yeah, I'm happy. Like you feel satisfied because that is what you want. So you can find satisfaction anywhere. Like everybody, and we can't do the same thing all of us. Yeah, a lot, like mostly in Lagos, we practice. Yeah. And then Abuja, some other places. So we, we can't just do the same thing. And at sure. the end of the day, we're all lawyers. So let's talk about Gist with Juju. Okay. You have, should I create an organization or an association <laughs> or a court of um, women that, uh, that you are grooming, if I use that word? So like, what is it? Is it a feminist group or like, yeah, against men or something? Okay, just with Jojo is um something I started because I wanted to like educate women who wanted to see that they, they are mentally developed and the future of it was to become an NGO, which I have the NGO now. So, but the NGO now operates on its own. And then just with Jojo operates as the, let me say, kind of like entertaining, but more like the social aspect of it. But they are not joined. They are separate now. Yeah. So I used it to like create a platform to like give the world the idea of what I had, what I intend to do. So that when you finally have the NGO, like you, you're already aware. Yeah. Because I, I saw some, there was a time we were doing skill acquisition. Yes, yes. We did skill acquisition and empowerment for women. And we intend to do the same this year. But Why are you doing it for men? The thing is, um, when I started with Jojo, I wanted a platform where I can share my story with people, share my life with people. If I was somewhere yesterday, at least I'm not there now. And I wanted to show them how it happened, what I did, what I did differently, how it all played out. Because on the platform, usually when I'm taking sessions, like sometimes I use real stories, my own, like I say it, I don't hide anything. I don't try to be a saint before anyone. 
So I used it so that people can feel comfortable to let out their their predicaments. In fact, there was a lady with my friend years. Yeah. I invited her to my group and she shared her story. She felt safe. And as a result, others were able to share this and then it actually moved her. She, she wrote the book. There are actually pages of what we shared on the group in the book. So it's actually a very, it's a group that has transformed so many people. Some are changed, some have learned a lot. And then there are some that, um, for some of the topics are a bit there above their age because there are some teenagers too. So we try to create a balance. So for topics that are a bit, a bit advanced, they yeah. just follow through and read, like just in case there's no harm in reading. It is not a campaign against men. It is not some, you know, most of the feminists that have met are women who have been heartbroken, women who have been used by men, women who have had bad marriages, bad relationships. So you just channel the anger and energy and start to call themselves feminists. And even when you see their write-ups, it is always about, it's always like a comparative analysis between men and women. There's a man can do this. If a man can do this, <laughs> if a man can do this, if a man can do this, but that's that's not it. We are not against men in any way. That's what we go. But it is the true feminism that advocates for the woman, for her to be seen, for her to be identified, for her to have a place in the society. Then yes, I can say we that's what we do it. Let's talk about law school. Law school, law school, law school is a lot. Like sometimes when I think about law school, I just panic because. Thank you. <laughs> law school is it's, it's, it's my place. I would like to go back to. Honestly, law school is never a place I would like to go back to because. Well, I attended Enigo campus and at the time we had water issues. So at some points we had to buy these big rubbers and then I had to pay one woman to keep feeling it for me. Oh. And it's and the weather is hot and so many other things. The activities is like a regimented life. It's like I even passed out in law school at some points. I think wow. two weeks to exams or three. Oh. Yes, the stress was just too much on me. I you know we like our own happened shortly after COVID. So the our programs, activities, everything was just choked and it was just a lot and just one day I returned from lectures. I couldn't even go to buy food. I was just standing by the bunk. I told my roommates to. I told them I was feeling somehow. From feeling somehow, I managed myself to one of our classmates' room. And then I just stood there by the door and I started crying. <laughs> then I went down slowly and that was the end. They took me to the clinic and uh, I was on drips. And that was when I started taking glucose. Like, yeah, I point. think I remember. I think I, I, think I saw a picture. Yes, I So like I was on that glucose and more sugar and some other things like till I left law school. Like seven weeks after law school, I was still on glucose. Oh. The stress was too much. Like for others, it's just it's just a place. Some nights you even stand on the balcony and cry only you because you're reading, you're not understanding, you're tired, you cannot sleep. You know that at least by five a.m. you're awake. You have to be in the lecture hall. You have to. It's just. I can't go. I don't want to go back to law school. 
Wow. Though there are people that were chilling, they were having fun, you know, going to town, clubs, doing everything. Really? In yeah. law school? Yes, yes. So, they were doing that. Me that, I was telling myself that if I go to law school, I'll just keep my phone at home or something and just try to... But man, it's not a place I would like to go back to. Sometimes me and my roommates, like, nobody's even talking to anybody. One could be on her phone crying, one could be calling her dad, oh. one is calling her mom, one is... It is not different to like make a documentary about lost experiences. I don't think there's a place anybody would like to go back to. Even the trauma after law school. Like you it will take you months to reset your brain to like tell you that okay, you're no longer you don't have to wake up at this time, you don't have to read, you have to it is just a lot. You know how you feel after exams? When you mm-hmm. sleep and you feel like, okay, you're supposed to you're be supposed in school. To, yeah. That one is worse. It is very extreme. That is like, your mental health is even, like some, some days you even doubt yourself. But then there are other ways that you can help. What, what's my campus? What I did was I made sure I was never broke. Because for things I can't do myself, I paid for it to be done. Like washing of clothes, getting the water, yes doing some other things like I made sure I was very comfortable such that if I don't have to I don't have to do any labor because if I have any free time I just want to rest. Do you think the law school principle of making your lowest score mm-hmm. your score do you feel it's okay? Well we we'll always say it's not okay because it affected us too everybody I don't know how you read okay some you have A some you have B's they maybe not have one C and everything becomes C. Ah. So that's it. In case you don't know, your least score <laughs> in law school is yeah. your highest score. So if you get exactly. five courses, yeah? Yes, five. If you get four A's and you get a C, automatically C. you've gotten a C in law school. Yes. So is that crazy? So and that's the class of degree you graduate with from law school. That's crazy. So if you're, if you're to go back to law school, what is that one thing you tell yourself? Like you advise yourself to do. First of all, I'll not go back. Okay. <laughs> and the imagination, <laughs> I can't stop imagining because okay. I don't want to. But if I'm to go back to law school, I think I would say um, I would not take anything for granted again. Because there are some courses you feel they are not so intense, like legal ethics. We felt okay, it's just a walkover, mostly teacher have to draft, write letters, just a professional conduct rules of professional conduct, those legal practitioners are just mm. things that a lawyer ought to know how to do, how to treat your fellow lawyers, your clients, and um, your just just everything about the law life. Yeah. So it's, uh, we felt that one was a bit, um, it's just elementary. Okay. But when even at that, the RPC has about, I think, 54 rules. I cramped all of them oh. for my finals. Like, I, I there's a way, there's a way I arranged it. From 1 to 14, you know, a relationship with lawyers and the courts or something like that. Then 15 to, like there was a way I arranged it in my head. From that room, 1 to 15. I think the laws, the laws were too much. Is it the laws that the process And what helped me was, somebody told me this and I believed and I acted on it. You don't take everybody's advice. You're going to law school, you're asking, okay, this person is a professor, this one is a legacy. This one is just fresh out of law school. You don't look for advice everywhere. First of all, you have to know what works for you. Your reading pattern. Is it in the night? Is it in the afternoon? Is it how do you read? Do you read with cases or with case laws or with uh, sorry or with um, um, statutory yeah, provisions? Yeah. How do you do it? 
you have to know what works for you first. Then you may take advice, maybe one or two, but the advice must rally around what works for you. Because at the end of the day, somebody may tell you do this. And in trying to do it, you are going off what works for you and then you get it really messy. So someone told me that I should just read. I should just read. They say, okay, you can just read, know the principles. If you have a case or statutory provisions to back it up, that's just all. And that was what I did. Do you know, I feel that law, like, people that graduate from law school really yes. deserve, like, a medal of honor See. on their own. Because sometimes the, the appraisal they give to, okay, yeah, it's actually good and everybody wants to get a red school. But sometimes the way those that have the red school are being, like, kept on a pedestal, like, it's actually nice, but graduates from law school should be, like, do you know after law school I said if you ever went to law school and you failed, you deserve all the congratulations of the world. All the gifts, all the pampering, everything every other person is getting, you deserve it too. Because the process alone is, is not easy. They imagine all the trauma you've gone through and then you failed. That's like another one on the one you've endured. So it's really a lot like this, if you have to pass through and you even sat for the exams, whether you failed or you made it or you made it pass, first class, two, one, two, two, whatever it is like, you deserve to be celebrated. Yeah, it's a lot. You so, deserve it. And from then, like, law school just changed my mentality, my perspective about law. Like, you can even go and see for bar finals. Whether you're doing well in practice or not, like, there's this respect I have for you. It's really a lot. Yes. And no wonder, even on Twitter, and like people are always looking for those advices, like you said, on yeah. what should I do when I get to law school. Okay, so there's another question I want to ask. Is law school all about like reading? Like, if I put in my or propose in my mind that if I just get to law school, I just want to kill myself with books. I just want to read till I can't read. Like, I always say, read until you can't read. <laughs> so, yeah, does that guarantee me, like, if points as now like I want to get a first class in law school. Is it that reading? Because I know it's a lot, a lot of principles, a lot of rules, a lot of statutory provisions, cases and all that. Like does that actually like guarantee your success in law school alone? You see, we believe in God. God is the only guarantee. Because there were people, even from undergraduate level, there are people that do T D B, they do everything, but at the end of the graduate maybe they pass. You know this one, this one stuff I remember you used to see. Okay, it's good. Uh, you don't used to read all the topics. You just pick some topics. I just read. Sometimes if I'm reading, that's you just come to me. I'm like, no, I cannot read this. I must read everything. <laughs> but, well, if, assuming you know that the major topics are eight, and you know that they will set maybe six questions, or maybe one would be compulsory, and you know the compulsory question has, like, Tail, maybe babies A, B, and C. Like, well, I still do that, but that had to change while doing my masters because uh, it's a lot. You think that okay, yeah, masters is advanced studies, and it's actually there's nothing easy in law. Yeah. The most advanced in law is different. It gets different at every stage. Like, I'm even surprised that I like your courage that you're going for masters because most of my colleagues, they always they just want to finish law and then. Mm -hmm. That's it. But you decided to further ahead on the law. Yes, and I'll do a PhD too. 
Wow. A PhD. Like, they are dropping this this year. I'm applying for PhD. Wow. Like, immediately. As soon as my certificate is out. So, um, in a nutshell, yes. we're wrapping up everything now. What would be your advice mm -hmm. to students, mm -hmm. like normal students still in school? Your advice to people about to get to law school, and your advice also to lawyers that graduated law school are still confused because I feel personally I just got the idea I don't know whether I'll call it the information from God that almost you have to start planning your life now you have to like take everything serious now because if you finish law school if you transit from where you are now you will not just see things easy the way you think they will be but you have to build something that when you go out there you won't have something to refer to if you have an opportunity so yeah like what is what do you have to see to be like to okay for undergraduates actually um what happened was when we were in the same chambers and people's chambers, people's chambers. Yeah, people's chambers. <laughs> that place really made me it was where I started appearing for debates, so I'm not to exaggerate, like, you see best dress council, like, it was like my own, like, wow. <laughs> any time. And then for best council, sometimes there's a tie, sometimes it goes to another person. I've gotten those ones too. So, like, it really groomed me, like, confidence-wise, your approach in the courts, everything. Go to chambers. Yes, it is in the chambers that you just learn a lot. You even discover yourself. You know that, oh, I can actually do this. I can actually make this happen. So like it boosts your confidence and then when you're out there, you know it's everybody that has the oratory voice. Yes, yeah, that's a um, voice that they call leadership yeah. voice and everything. That commanding voice. That voice that's maybe when you're speaking to the court, you stress on some words, you make some things. Yeah. It's from the chambers that you learn all these things. If you go out there, the difference is that for lawyers who were not involved, like you try to learn the practice and learn the ethics in the courts and all those extra things that would distinguish them. Like they are learning it all over. But for you that already know what you just need to know the procedures, just just go to court and you're okay. And then for those planning to go to law school, what worked for me may not work for you, but for me it was all about comfort. I made sure I was very comfortable and financially wise. If there was something I wanted to eat, I ate it. If there is anything I wanted to do, I did. For things I cannot use my hands to do, I paid for it to be done. Not like academically, but like um, all these manual things you do, like cleaning yeah. and all. I paid for them. And then, so you just have to prepare your mind and don't take advice from everybody. It's not everybody that should advise you on how to read, how to dress, how to sleep. No. Know yourself. Know what works for you. And then, when you go to law school, you'll be fine. You're just going to like marry the law school life with your life and then try to create a balance and then that's just it. And then for lawyers still trying to find their balance, well, even me sometimes I struggle with it. If I appear for a litigation matter, I'll be like, oh, I want this. You go for civil, you be like, oh, I want this. Arbitration, I want this. So like not knowing is very okay. But the thing is just, just keep going and then for an area that you discover that is, is your area of strength, you can do it because I have an auntie, she's a lawyer too. So like from her first years of practice, she discovered that she's not good in the courtroom. Not that she couldn't do it, but she's more better on papers. Yes, and because she's better on papers, she decided to go into the aspect of law that has to do with drafting. Yeah. She was the Ministry of Justice and then in her department is the 
compare treaties, they check whether it's in tandem with Nigerian laws and everything, international laws and everything. And she travels too. Last year she was in Venezuela, and then the, this, you, you can travel in any aspect of law you choose to. Just be consistent. And then that's just it. So not knowing is very okay. And then there's always the fun part of law. Like, law is very fun. And anyway, you go where lawyers are bad at. Like, it's always about bowling. Because yes. outside the bowling, you're always serious. You're either writing or you're researching or you're trying to put one or two together or in a meeting or traveling. Just so many things. So outside that, when you see them gather, like, it's when you start practicing. I party. Why not? Mm. Why are you there? AGC, that's an all general conference in Portacourt. I couldn't go last year because I was writing exams. So when I attended, like every day there are parties everywhere. There were parties everywhere. In fact, you even run out of which one to go to. You even run out of clothes. Okay, I want this one to this party. Like it's about bonding and the chill. And even when you meet the big lawyers, male or female, whatever it is, everybody is a chiller. Oh, so to those people that think yes. law is just one street. Nice, the life is sweet. We used to chill, we used to go for parties. Exactly, and when you're doing the chilling with lawyers, you know, okay, these are all professionals. Nobody's disrespecting anybody. Like, you know, like officers of the law, you get, like, everything is just fun. So, like, nobody's, you can wear anything. In fact, there are people you see in law conference and they're like, oh, this is why they learned. <laughs> you get, like, they're just very social, like, everything. And it's very cool. Law is fun. And nobody gets to judge you for doing anything. Should you want to do anything, whatever you wear, wherever you go to, nobody will disrespect you because, well, you're a lawyer. And it is oh. assumed or presumed or it is actually true that you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a wrap. And I really, 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 really enjoyed this session with you. And I'm so grateful for sitting on this couch with me on this first episode and I really look forward to having you on subsequent episodes because I know that there's still a lot to yes. talk about. Yeah, so um, I'm really grateful for coming once again and the fact that I just told you yesterday and you're like, oh yeah, let's do it. And you traveled all the way from mm, just yeah. to come and wow. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for, yeah, for doing thanks that. For having me. Yeah, so it's a wrap. Do well to follow us on all our social media platforms at SciTalks Podcast. We are on Instagram, we are on TikTok, we are on Apple Music, we are on Deezer, we are everywhere. Spotify. Do well to follow us and do well to subscribe, share, and turn on the notification button. Thank you very much. It's a wrap.